Yes, we're in the war for our souls, the war for our lives, the war for the kingdom. Father God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in and through us, as it's being done and declared in heaven. Lord, let us not lose our perspective on what's going on here, that we are the ambassadors of heaven, we are your sons and daughters, and that you are here doing a great work in the midst of us, Lord God, to bring justice and truth and deliverance and healing to this earth, Father God, even as you began that plan through Jesus Christ in his arrival the first time, you are now bringing that to conclusion. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us super courage, super strength, super faith in you, Lord God, that we'll stand in having done all to stand. We will withstand in that evil day. And Father, I thank you for giving us now eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to be changed. Lord, sometimes we need our hearts changed because they've become hard, they've become jaded, they become um, weak and sad. Lord, I thank you that you are the one greater than our heart. You know, your word even says that. So Lord God, if my heart condemns me, God is greater than my heart and knows all things. So Father, help us to understand what you're doing, not to become impatient, not become negative, not to become destructive, but to be rejoiced in you and give you the praise. And Father, give us also wisdom to discern the days, the evil times that we're in And help us to understand these precious psalms that you've given us to pray as prayers in these awful, terrible, and wonderful days. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, the psalms have a lot to do with spiritual warfare. They're written as songs. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. We see the spiritual warfare is not just some fad of the 21st century or something. It's been going on since way actually before the creation of... Adam Man, and Eve. Yeah. yeah and exactly. so we see that in the Psalms, there, there's the struggle. There's the David, of course, wrote a lot of the Psalms under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And these are written as poems, as songs. As and, prayers. As prayers, yeah. uh-huh. as outcries to the Lord mm-hmm. for uh, freedom, for deliverance, for justice. Um, and the, and the, protection. And protection mm-hmm. because we see that Yes, we see God's perspective on things there, too, because David acknowledges, he goes, okay, here's what's going on. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Here's how you are. Here's your character. And he's crying out to God to act according to his own character Righteousness in behalf mm-hmm. of those who, the righteous ones who are crying out to him. I think David represents very well what we're going through. He was a man of integrity, anointed by God to be the king, and yet almost all the world and the the, the systems of the day had turned against him. Uh, uh, Saul was trying to hunt him down and kill him, uh, and and remove him from you know existence. And I think today we have the same critical issues. Only maybe it's more of a a world issue as opposed to one man and his um, attempt to live. But anyway, we we found a few psalms that are right nested together in this uh, same theme, and I think we're going to read them. And what we're going to do is we're just going to read through them, and we want you to listen 
and to be encouraged. You can pray them as prayers. We pray them often. The Lord has revealed them and drawn our attention to them over and over in the last several months, maybe half a year, because we are in a terrible time, and we're also in a wonderful time. But we need to know what time it is. Like like Ecclesiastes says, there's a time to be born, a time to die. And this is the time to know, K-N-O-W, what is going on here, and to have the wisdom of God and the faith of God. So we're going to start with Psalm 5. Starts out with verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for to you will I pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. So the first thing we see here with David is that he's acknowledging his king and God. He's acknowledging that he is crying, making a cry, an appeal um, to the Lord God for mercy, uh, for his um, that he will hear him in the morning, in the morning. First thing he does in the morning. I think this is good for us, too. First thing in the morning, uh, look up. Look up. He says, and I will look up. And the Bible says, even as his return draws nigh, to look up. He says, I'm not looking within. I'm not looking around. I'm looking up. And it's important Mm -hmm. for us in our day where we look around and we see all these distressing things going on. Mm -hmm. But we need to look up to get proper perspective on what's really going on. He says in verse 4, for you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. You shall destroy those who speak falsehood. Do we have a lot of falsehood today? We are surrounded by media falsehood of all kinds. Oh, my goodness. It's deeper than you can imagine. It's just just pure falsehood that just seems to inundate us. But he has to re-anchor himself in the truth that God is honorable, righteous, true, just does not... Uh, can uh, cooperate with or participate in these wicked schemes and the evil that's dwelling uh, with us. And, you know, the last part of verse 6, the Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. God is not pleased with this. But as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of, of your mercy. In fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. In other words, he's saying, I've got enemies all around me. I need your leadership through this time when they're coming against me. Yeah, if I could just back up to verses 4, 5, and 6 for a minute. Um, He's really having to assure himself that God does not take pleasure in wickedness. God is not winking at it. God is not not looking at it. God is not not noticing it. That, that, that there, there's no evil with him. God is holy. God is good. And I think this is a big problem. I think a lot of people have a real mixed concept of who God is and what he does and, and somehow that he, he's doing all these things behind the scenes to um, uh, discourage us, to test our faith, to, um, to try us. I don't believe God is trying us or testing us. I believe he is being the one being tested. And I believe that he knows how we're going to come through these tests because he's already made a provision for us to pass the test because he does not fail. And so our most important thing is to stay secure. It's like it's like the good shepherd carrying that baby lamb in his arms. We need to know that we're the baby lamb in his arms being carried through the pack of wolves and snuggle into Jesus and know he's not going to throw you down in the midst of the wolves and see how you do. He's not going to, you know, give you a chance to prove yourself as a lamb. You're a lamb in the midst of wolves, and we don't need to 
um, be anything but a lamb, and we need to know that God is faithful and he's not going to betray us. And I think this is a very difficult concept for those who have the wrong concept of God and trials and uh, spiritual warfare. And especially when we see the enemy of our souls, which is no, you know, we have principalities, we have powers, we have Mm -hmm. spiritual wickedness Mm -hmm. in high places, we have demons of all kinds running around, tearing things up, Mm -hmm. lying, deceiving, destroying. And in the midst of this, this is where we need to recognize that that God is not like that. God is not pleased with this, Mm -hmm. and he is going to bring judgment over these uh, wicked schemes of the, the enemy, the enemy yeah. that that get worked out. Well, they human have to beings. be brought. They have to be exposed. I believe this is the time of exposing. Mm-hmm. It's very un, un, It's very painful to see the the depth of the treachery, the betrayal, um, the wickedness that's uh, that's uh, afoot in the land. And even people that you thought were faithful or said one thing that they were going to support or provide or, or whatever. And then they turn, um, and they become treacherous. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of that is to know who really is treacherous and who is not. And those confusions and judgments are also bringing great benefit to to the enemy. When we don't know who we are, we don't know who God is, and we don't know what is going on. Verse 7. Verse 7. Oh, you read that, yeah. but <laughs> I read that. and uh, can, can you read it again? Well, but as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. Mm-hmm. Now, as for me, here's what the enemy's doing, but what, I, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? As for me, Amen. I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. Now, Joshua said, as for me in my house, we will serve, we the, Lord. Will serve the Lord. He says, in fear of you, I will worship toward your holy hem- temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness, because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. And so he's and, saying yeah. there's a great contrast here. As for me, okay, you know what? Well, we, can, we can spend so much time looking at what others are doing and the wrongs of others. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we see those things. Yes, God is going to work against those things. He He is the righteous judge of all all the earth. But what what are you going to do? What are we going to do? As right. for me. This is important because you only have to give an account for yourself, not for what everybody else is doing. And you'll have to give an account for how you responded to them, I would imagine, if you had hate in your heart. And much of this is our power. Jesus says, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. And you said a minute ago, these demons are running around everywhere. I think we become too quickly overwhelmed and forget that we do have power in our mouths through the spirit of God that dwells in us to bind, to loose, and to forbid. We just become overwhelmed and we become our own enemy by giving words uh, and statements to the enemy to use against us to bring to pass very things that we don't want to have happen. And he says, David says, uh, in fear of you, I will worship towards your holy temple. I believe a lot of people have too much fear of man. They have fear of what's going to happen. They have fear of, of the devil taking over. The devil will take over for a short time. We don't know exactly how much longer we will be here. I think, please people, pay attention to what the word says, what the revelation says, what Thessalonians and Corinthians say about things that are going to happen um, as we're getting c- closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ, which we all are, and we must admit it. You can't stick your head in the sand and say, no, 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 no. It's always been like this. It's never going to change. We're in days that, that the, the, um, the world could, you know, end in 20 minutes. I mean, you know, it's like, we don't know, and it won't end in 20 minutes, but, um, 
we need to have fear of the Lord. We need to be prepared in our hearts. We need to be bold and stand and, and be strong. We can't be cowards. We can't be wimps right now. We see a lot of pain, suffering, people dying, dying suddenly, being afraid of this, afraid of that. But let us be afraid of the Lord. Let us fear the Lord. Because when you start fearing the Lord, you start walking uprightly. You start walking in truth. You start walking in honor. You start walking in courage. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. When you have a fear of of, of the Lord, the, a reverence for the Lord, mm-hmm. you're not afraid of other people. You know, and, and there's there's people that are supposedly righteous folks that have stood down in yeah. many ways in the church, outside us. of the yeah. church. Oh, yeah. And they have proven themselves, many are proving themselves well, to be traitors. So there's people standing up, and people uh, and standing down, standing up and being taken out. Those that are mm-hmm. standing for what's right are are getting persecuted, yeah. attacked, and in some cases, just plain old killed. Well, you know, one of the things you said about the church, I, I think, one of the greater disappointments. Um, you know, we expect the world to be what the world is, and to believe lies, and to be greedy and covetous and selfish, and all those kinds of things. But in the in the church, what I have seen that has been more saddening is this, the, the religious self-righteousness, the pompous arrogance, the, um, the stubbornness, the refusing to bend the, or bow the knee to God. And they, they hold to their doctrine. They hold to their, their religious traditions. They hold to their, Opinions. Lord, Lord, have we Opinions. not done many mighty things yeah. in your name? And Jesus goes, say, who are you again? I mean, there is that section of people, and I believe many of them are in the church and they have we've got all spectrum in the church we've got those very stiff religious beat you over the head with the kind of bible and we're not changing and when and this man isn't perfect and we can't follow him because you know he's he's not one of us and he's a sinner and blah 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 and there's many 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 people of course of good men and women of god who have have spoken out uh, rightly rightly understanding rightly dividing rightly leading the people regarding um how we should uh, treat our leaders and what we should be doing. But on the other hand, then you've got people who are in spiritual la-la land. They, they, they have their happy prophets. They have their, you know, their whatever. And But God is sobering up the church. He said, judgment begins first at the house of God. And I don't know if the church is even smart enough to know at this point that they are, we are being judged. We're being sorted out. And, and you know, the church is a mixed a mixed bag. There's a lot of stuff going, but please, our self-righteous judgmentalism, our criticism, our, you know, uh, applying our standards, our understanding of the revelation of God to other people's lives to bring them into judgment or condemnation or justify our judging them or justify our um, uh, rejecting them or whatever, not supporting them. This, we're going to have to give an account of this. So, Well, that's another form of wickedness. Yeah, it is. You know, there, there's right. there's great v- wickedness and vileness in that self righteousness, self righteous, judgmental, religious self righteous spirit that and that's like blindness misses too. the mark, spiritual Total. blindness, hardness of heart. Mm-hmm. Well, he talks about the enemies that are coming against. He describes the enemies here in Psalm five, beginning with verse nine. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth, and I would you can't believe a thing they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we have it's people like that It's not just the politicians. Today? It's a, it's a, well, it's in the church as well. Yeah. Their inward part is destruction. Their throat is an open tomb. There's death. They flatter with their tongue. Pronounce them guilty, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. How many evil plots and counsels are going on 
right now. Outside the church, in the political realm, in the business realm. In the White House. Yeah, you know, in, in the media, in the White House, and even in the churches in many cases. Uh, let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them well, out Jesus, God in the did multitude that a lot of, times. of their transgressions. Remember the story of um, David? He was going, um, he was seeking counsel, and and they sent counselors. Uh, he sent counselors back to the, his enemy who were supposed to confound them, and that's exactly what they did. They gave them bad counsel, and then David was able to intercept his enemy and win. Mm-hmm. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against you. And a lot of people that, you know, are <clears throat> we say, well, they're against a certain policy. They're against a certain politician, against a certain leader. But really what they are is against God. They're in in, Revelate, in Romans chapter 1, it talks about haters of God. Mm-hmm. And there are great haters of God these days. And and uh, really for no no good reason, because of just the ignorance <laughs> that is in them, the wickedness mm-hmm. and the ignorance that's that's in the heart, uh, in the hearts of of, of these folks. Um, Hardened. Yeah, there there's haters of God. Like when when they were uh, the children of Israel complaining against Moses, their leader, and they said, "Well, you've not." You're not complaining against me. You're complaining against God. So, mm-hmm. and you know, I, it, re, it reminds me of Second Timothy chapter three, which we all know quite well. But know this: that in the last days, which I'm sure we are pretty in. We're of course we're in the last <laughs> days. There's no doubt we're in the last of the last of I'm the in, last days. Yeah, we are. Probably in the last hours, even yeah. minutes. Been in the last days for over two thousand years. So, well, and that's interesting that back in the beginning of the two thousand years. They were very aware, so aware that they thought they might have missed the rapture because they, you know, that's what Paul had to talk to the Thessalonians about. But um, here he says, but know this, that in the last days, uh, perilous times will come. Everything is going to be dangerous. Stress, times of stress, times of danger, perilous times for men will be lovers of themselves. Hard to deal with. In in Amplified Bible, it says times that are... Just hard. really hard to deal with. So how do we position ourselves in these times that are hard to deal with when people are sick, people are dying, people are afraid, people are helpless? Well, here's the Psalm 5, verse uh, 11 and 12 give us answers to this. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Amen. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. How we, many people are shouting for joy today? They're Molly grubbing, crying, complaining. Let Afraid. those who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Mm-hmm. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. Then you know, rejoicing does not mean that we ignore the reality of what's going on, the truth of what's going on, as far as the wicked plots and the wicked schemes and the wicked people that are just seem like just crawling or prowling around. It says the wicked prowl on every side when the vilest men are exalted. So we are exalting mm-hmm. very vile men in our nation right now. Electing and, and them the, to and the, positions. And then and when they are exalted, the wicked prowl on every side. But in the midst of this, David is in the midst of it. He's surrounded by his enemies. This is, this is one of the themes of, of the Psalms. 
Well, one of the David, secrets of power, too, is yeah, to rejoice. because he sees the enemy and he acknowledges, you know, he's having a hard time. Here's my enemies. Here's what they're like. But here's where you're li- you are like, yeah. Lord. Yeah. And, and here's what you're going to do. So I'm going to praise you. I'm going to rejoice you in you. So it's, it's important that these um, psalms can be prayer guides for us. It's like a radio station. You'll be listening to one station and it's full of doom and gloom and terror and dread and and horrible warnings and blah, blah, blah. And then you flip to another station and they're praising God. And that's what David did. He had a flip to the next station. Is I'm going to rejoice in you. Be joyful. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I believe this is so hard to do. Paul even says, in everything, give thanks. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. You know, there's a lot of circumstances right now. My friends are in. Uh, we're in. That it's hard to rejoice. Really hard. That takes a lot of courage to, to instead of complaining and and being bitter and cursing, to turn around and say, "I bless, I for, I forgive, I I release the judgment to God." I look at you, Jesus. I mean, because you're just going to have to really look at and know the faithfulness, the goodness, the love of God here, and to rejoice in that. And even when they walked walked around the uh, the walls of Jericho. You know, it looked like, well, you know, the giants had built Jericho back in the day. And here there are very formidable walls. And how are they going to take these stones down? There's no way. How are they going to break in these walls? There's just no way. But as they praised God and blew their, their trumpets, God did something that God can only do. Yeah. Psalm 7. We're, we're going to jump over to Psalm 7. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, O Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from all those who persecute me and deliver me, mm-hmm. lest they tear me like a lion, rending, rending me. me in pieces while there is none to deliver. When I read that verse last night, you know, I thought, I know there's some people, some of our leaders that are being rended in pieces. They're being torn, torn up like lions. And for them, we pray this prayer that you, that God will um, save them those who are persecuting. And, you know, we're all being persecuted, tempted to be afraid, tempted to, to, to give up, tempted to, many, tempted to commit suicide even. Well, the, the persecution uh, worldwide is, is rising. And it's, it's rising here in the United States. Yeah. It's intensifying. And, and uh, we need to pray one for another and encourage one another. Yes. Those that are taking righteous stands, whether it's in the, in the church world or in the political world or in the business community, uh, in a school, wherever, those, we need to pray one for Encourage another. them. Yeah, encourage, encourage ourselves and, in the and, Lord. And, and we're not, we're not called to stand down. We're called to stand up uh-huh. and Sta- to walk and that's to what it move says in forward mm-hmm. in, in the spirit of God. It says to stand and having done all to stand, to withstand. It doesn't even say to move forward. It just says to hold your ground, stand your ground. And I was thinking about that yesterday. What does that mean? Hold your ground or stand? Well, it means that your ground has already been won. All of the victory was won on Calvary mm-hmm. and, and through the resurrection. And all we need to do now is stand our ground and say to the devil, no, you won't. No, you can't have it. I come against you with the blood of Jesus. You see, the thing is, Satan knows how powerful our prayers are, how powerful our words are, how powerful our, our praise and our intercession is to God. And he wants to shut up those vessels of praise and prayer 
and intercession because once those are shut up, then the prayer doesn't lift up to God. Not that God can't do it anyway, but Satan does not want us to make intercession to the Father because he knows that the Father is going to hear us because the Father loves his children and he is not going to abandon us. And so Satan wants to shut your mouth or fill your mouth with negative things rather than praise unto God. This is tough because we're not built, you know, in this world, you're built to complain, you're built to blame, we're built to find fault, we're built to judge that's what our mind, we're taught to do these things. I should say we're not built by God to do them. We're taught to do them. But now we have to go into our, our God nature and say, no, no, I'm not going to go with what it looks like or feels like. I'm going to go with what the word of God says. I'm going to offer the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of joy to the Lord, even though it is, it seems like it's so hypocritical. The truth is it's the command of God. And there's a protection in integrity, in the integrity of our hearts. So David says in Psalm 7, beginning with verse 3, O Lord my God, if I have done this, and he said, okay, if I've done these things, he's kind of giving us a list here. If there is iniquity in my hands, if I have repaid evil to him who is at peace with me, or have plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue me and overtake me. Yes, let him trample my life to the earth and lay my honor in the dust. So he's saying, uh, Lord, I, I am living with in integrity. Mm-hmm. He, he's not. He's not boasting. He said, but he realizes that if he's, you know, iniquity in his hands, repaying evil for those that are peace, he's plundering his enemies without cause. You know, if I'm if I'm involved with wickedness, I make myself very vulnerable to the enemy. And says, I deserve to be. I I, I, I got it judged. coming. Yeah. If if this is basic the way I'm living, mm-hmm. but then he says, um, uh, verse six: Arise, O Lord, in your anger, lift up yourself, lift yourself up, because of the rage of my enemies. Rise up for me to the judgment you have commanded. So the congregation of the people shall surround you, for their sakes. Therefore, return on high. The Lord shall judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to my integrity within me. Psalm 94, 2 says, Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. How long, Lord, how long will the wicked the wicked triumph? And I think this is a good question. We have to know that there's a, there's a time to ask the question because right now is, I think, that time. But the, we also have the answer that... We walk in our integrity and our righteousness because of the blood of Jesus Christ, not because we've been perfect, not because we never got mad at anybody, not because we were always had the right attitude, but because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, we are now righteous. And God knows that he seals those that are his. We are sealed with the seal of God. And he is the judge of the earth. He's the judge. He is. And, you know, everybody's trying to judge. I get to be the judge. I get to be the, the ruler. I get to be the head. I get to be, you know, or, and many are trampled. You know, you have some on the top and they're just trampling the little people on the bottom. It's just so wrong mm-hmm. and terrible and unfair and horrible, painful. And yet God sees it all. And so here's a, have you cried this uh, prayer, <laughs> this, this uh, prayer here? Verse 9. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. I mean, how how many times have we just when we look at this, we get so weary 
Upset, with the, wi- angry, the wickedness yeah. that seems to be prevailing and multiplying mm-hmm. all around us. Yeah, multiplying. Lord, will you end this? Mm-hmm. Let the wickedness of the wicked come to end, but establish the just for the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My defense is of God who saves the upright in heart. God is a just God, a just God, judge. Well, I think that there's a there's a a way to this um, verse nine. I'll let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but ju- establish the just. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. It reminds me of Job, where Satan provoked God and said, "You know, Job just serves you because you give him everything. Te- let me test him. Let me test him." God says, "Have you seen my righteous servant Job?" I think he was almost like provoking Satan because Job was standing and a man of integrity and keeping, as far as he knew it all, what he knew at the time, reverencing God. Um, but but it, and so Satan tested Job two times. He came first time to took all his stuff. The second time tried to touch his flesh. God says can't kill him. Um, and, and and so he was permitting Satan to test his workmanship. I really believe that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And when you think that, it's hard to think that well, God would be testing me. Why would God test me? If God already knows everything about me from the beginning of the foundation of the world, why would he be the one? To, that seems so uh, treasonous or treacherous, I guess is the word, that God would do that. And I don't believe God is doing that. I believe God is proving to his enemy that God is able to keep us. And that's where I stay here in these days to know that God is not proving me to see if I'm going to be faithful to him. I can only be faithful to God if God is faithful to me. I can only be faithful to God if his spirit continues to work in me and I cry out for that spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to manifest in me, to give me wisdom, to give me courage, to give me strength. When when the wickedness out there has, has been so heavy, so oppressive, so suffocating. I don't know how many of you felt this, but I have felt lately that it's just, it's just suffocating. This yes. the the weight of the wickedness and the evil and the lies and the treachery and the plans and the plots to destroy humankind. It's upon us. It's upon your. It's upon your body. It's upon your spirit. It's heavy. And and the the this, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I believe praise is that garment that covers us. And takes away that internal crushing that makes us feel like there's no escape or there's nowhere to place to hide because that's what fear is. Fear is suffocating, panicky, and closing, uh, cornering, um, shutting us down. We must stay in the Word of God. Injustice reigns in our in our current world, mm-hmm. but God is a just judge. Mm-hmm. In verse 11, 11, we have all kinds of unrighteous judges Cowards. In, our, in our court system that Cowards. stand down. They're politi- politicized. Mm-hmm. They're, they're Intimidated, blackmailed, bullied, bribed, yeah, right. and afraid. Yeah, exactly. But God, it says, it's angry with the wicked every day. Verse 12 he, of Psalm 7, if he does not turn back, he will sharpen his sword. He bends his bow and makes it ready. He also prepares himself instruments of death. He makes his arrows into fiery shafts. In other words, he's ready to bring the judgment. He's preparing for it. He says, behold, verse 14, the wicked brings forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. So you're conceiving trouble. We're, We're making 
trouble. Brood of vipers, they bring forth the ca- the snakes. You know, the, the, the theme of snakes is, and, uh, has been through the whole story of mankind. And I think, isn't it Isaiah where he says the cockatrice eggs and it breeds broods right. of vipers. Right. And then they, they hatch they, out. They hatch out. And they, they bring forth multiply. more vipers, and it's just like mm-hmm. an endless filthy. It's like a web. hydra had, you know, the mm-hmm. the Greek yeah, goddess hydra, where you cut cut one set of snakes off, and there's here it more is. that reappear. I found it as Isaiah chapter fifty nine. No one calls for justice. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that isn't the truth. No one calls for integrity in the elections. No one calls for justice. Well, some do. I'm not saying they don't, but nor does any plead for truth. They, they trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. They hatch vipers' eggs and weave the spider's web. The vipers are the snakes. He who eats their eggs dies. And from that which is crushed, a viper breaks out. When you crush it, it springs forth another viper. Their webs are, um, will not become garments, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the acts of violence are in their hands their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, and wasting and destruction are, are in their paths. The way of peace they have not known. There is no justice in their ways. Father, God, this is amazing that the Father has um, watched as so much bloodshed. I mean, that was the first thing that he told Noah, no shedding of blood. If anybody sheds a man's blood, that man's blood will be shed. Because it's 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 that treacherous. He's why why is it such a big deal? He says because man is made in my image, and that's why God has to require blood for blood, and and yet how much bloodshed, how much treachery. The only fitting solution and final end to these people is what God has prepared for them Himself, and um, He is the only one who's going to uh, have the right, the authority, because He's the only one who's been righteous in this whole thing. And he's the only one who's going to be have the right to, to bring that judgment upon the wicked. We have to trust the Lord. We do trust the Lord mm-hmm. that he is a just judge. And right now, injustice is, is, is ruling, mm-hmm. right, in the earth. It's just, it would appear anyway. It would appear. Injustice, mm-hmm. people commit Suffering. All, all kinds yeah. of crimes and seem to get by with it mm-hmm. until they stand before the Lord. Yeah. And he is the righteous judge. He's the judge of all the earth, and he's going to do right. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, Psalm seven fifteen. he made a pit and dug it out. This is talking about the, the wicked. They came and built the, the, the land. He has fallen into the ditch which he made. His trouble shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing, violent dealing, Mm-hmm. She'll come down on his own crown. His treachery, his lies, his betrayal. So, so they're going to be exposed. Basic, they're not only exposed but punished. Right. You know, right. we don't want to just we have we we have in our culture right now. There's thing people that get exposed, but there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. There's no um, uh, incarceration. Yeah. There's you know so it's not only exposure, but it's 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 punishment, and we long for that. We long to see that happen. God is a God of mercy. He's a God of righteousness and holiness and truth. Mm-hmm. But he is and a we, God of judgment. And, well, we're, and we, you know, basically the psalmist is crying out over and over again through the psalms, Lord, bring your judgment. Bring it now. I mean, 
Yes, there's ultimate judgment. Everyone is going to stand before the living God. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But for a lot of people, it's going to be too late because they're going to be lost and destined for the lake of fire. Yeah. But Well, um, anyway, you know, in Matthew it says, too, and we've, we've seen this. God has surely fulfilled this part of the prophecy, Matthew ten twenty six, And um, he says, therefore, do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed mm-hmm. and hidden that will not be made known. Now, this is truly a remarkable thing that God has done in the last, I would say, even in the last two, three, four years to reveal, reveal, reveal the hidden works, the bloodshed, the blood guilt, the depth of it through the abortions, through the, the, the merciless killing, uh, sex trafficking, children being sacrificed and sodomized and destroyed. Um, all of these vile things are being exposed and the, and the, the evidence is, is mounting, it's being collected, it's being accumulated. And yet we say, okay, now, but see, God had to do this first. He had to vindicate himself and, 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 and declare that he has a right to become unglued, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak, and roar and bring these judgments because of what he has shown us if we will be willing to look at it what he has shown us has been going on he must be the judge he and must this, judge it in this time there's a time for true prophets to rise up amen prophetic warnings and calling for repentance not mm-hmm. just penance not just some little turning over a new leaf kind of thing deep hardcore repentance and is it going to happen well once we we have once we have got right with god repented um began to embrace the truth confessed our sin i tell you what we need to confess our sin we can't hold on to it it's no good for you it won't be good for you to have sin all right hiding inside of you once we are clean then the next thing to do is make intercession and stand and having done all to stand and, and come before the throne of God's grace and mercy. Make intercession for the people who are in the hanging in the balance. Make intercession that they won't be lost. If you have loved ones who are wicked and treacherous and vile and, and difficult to deal with and you can't stand them and they're full of, re- they're full of reproach and vile um, treachery or uh, revenge and vendetta, whatever it is, for their sake... We need to forgive them, and we need to pray that they will be delivered from these hardened hearts so that they will not be lost. Well, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness, kindness, mercy, and truth, Lord. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, Peter said on the day of Pentecost, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Lord, so we live in, 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 it seems like, unprecedented perverseness worldwide, communicated all kinds of ways, electronically and so forth. But Lord God, I pray that you'd help us to stand, Lord, recognizing that you are the righteous judge and that you will eventually judge everything. It will all come, it will all be exposed, Mm -hmm. it will all be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we're going to praise you, we're going to trust you, we're going to stand with you, for you, uh, we're not going to be lying down and cowering. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to you during these times and even to rejoice in you and praise you, to look above, 
Mm-hmm. Like we said, you know, I will look up in the morning. We we read Lift in Psalm five. Lift my eyes and lift up. Yes. Yeah. In the um, in the morning, I will direct it to you. My prayer I will look to you, up. and I will look up. So we look up. We look to you. We look above the fray, in the midst of the fray. And Lord, I pray that according to Psalm one ten, the first two verses, Lord, we ask that you will reign even in the midst of your enemies. Father God, we thank you that you are the righteous judge. You see it all. You know it all. We don't have to explain it to you. You know our hearts. We don't have to plead our case because Jesus Christ is the faithful witness who has testified to the truth. He sees what has happened. He's very aware of it all. So we will do exactly what is you've asked us to do, and that is we will praise you, Lord, according to your according to your righteousness, that we can trust you. You will not betray us. You will not um, be treacherous with us, Lord God. And we will sing praises to the name of the of the Lord Most High. Lord God, help our days to be filled with praise, with singing, with shouting, with joy, and that we will not be taken down by the oppression of what things look like. Lord, that we will stand in having done all to stand. This may be a short duration. This may be for a while. But Lord, you're faithful to keep us. Help us to live according to Psalm 717. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to his name or to the name of the Lord Most High. God bless you guys. Be encouraged. Do what we do what we say. We have to do it too. Praise God. Thank him. Rejoice. Make intercession. Stand in having done all to stand. Sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. God Amen. bless you. God bless. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.